Hebrews 10, 23 through 25 teaches us how important it is to live in community as Christians. In this four-week series, the care pastors from Brookwood Church are going to be discussing what it means to live in healthy, caring communities. Hey everyone, welcome to the Care Ministries podcast at Brookwood Church. My name is Doug Wildman and I am joined together with two other fine gentlemen. Over in the corner here, we have... Yes, I'm in the corner. <laughs> Gene Beckner. Nobody puts Gene in the corner. Yeah, that's right. And uh, we have Joshua J. Masters over here as well. That is me. I'm not in the corner though. No. And then of course, on the sound, we have Sal Bruno. Hey, Sal. He's, he's waving. So in case you uh, weren't with us last week, what we have been doing is we've been going through uh, looking at caring communities. That's what the the theme is going to be for the next month uh, of this podcast. We looked at a verse, uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25, which says this, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope that we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Mm. So uh, the, the overall theme being that we are to encourage one another to pursue a relationship with Jesus. This week, we're going to be pointing to the fact that caring communities are inspired by God's Word and God's Spirit. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 says that all Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It also corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. You know, it's, uh, it's not enough to just have an opinion about things. Um, the scripture is something that rises above human opinion. Um, there's a lot of opinions out there, but the scripture um, rises above all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to this. This is taken from Second Peter um, chapter 1, verses 20 through 21, and this is what it says. It says, Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding mm-hmm. or from human initiative. No, those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit, and they spoke from God. And, you know, it's, it is the same with us today, too. Um, God... Uh, speaks to his people. He speaks to us primarily through the word of God, but he speaks to us through his spirit as well. Um, Gene, do you uh, do you have anything you wanted to uh, add to this today? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, as you reflect on those two scriptures, first of all, that, you know, Second Timothy basically sets a, a, a firm foundation for um, the scripture being authority. You know that, in, you know we have a tendency to pick and choose, you know what we want, the things we like. We're like, yeah, the Bible says that, and then other things we're like, well, that's not the right interpretation. You know, instead of realizing, okay, it all comes from God. So if I'm going to be in a community with other people, what's what's going to be the baseline? You know, 
and and can you agree? Can we agree that that's going to be the baseline? Because otherwise, you're just getting together to yep. you know have chicken wings. Right. Sorry, Josh. I know you like chicken wings. I do like chicken you wings. Do. Please don't use them in a negative context. Okay, I'm trying yeah. not to. Yeah. Um, but you're just getting together to you know have food and maybe you know complain about the week or you know whatever instead of and like you said, Doug, about opinions. You know that. You know, we could get together in this group and just talk about what we feel like we should be mm-hmm. talking about or what we want to talk about instead of going, well, let's look at God's Word as, you know, something that's alive, something that is um, trying to communicate to us, mm-hmm. right? you know. And, you know, for those of you who are younger, you might not remember when you had to tune in a radio to listen to the signal, um, you know to get that station so that you could hear the music. I think it's the same way with um, with God's Word and with His Spirit to be able to have a balance of both. Because um, if, you're, if you're all about, well, the Spirit moves, but there's no Scripture in it, mm-hmm. then you can get undisciplined right. and it can be um, you know, too far out. But if all you ever do is say, well, just follow the Scripture and the Spirit's not a part of it, then it becomes legalistic. Right, and so as you're in a community with other people to say, hey, what's that? What's that balance of God's word and God's spirit leading us? And you know, um, we don't do resources much on here, but I felt led to share this one by Jan Johnson. It's called "Meeting God in Scripture: A Hands-On Guide uh, to Lectio Divina." And really, what Lectio Divina means is divine reading. And really, that book is just a practice of scripture reading that you know treats the bible as as the living word mm-hmm. and so right. spending time with god's word allowing god's word to speak back to you yep you know um because if i'm in a caring community and i'm not really connecting with god's word and his spirit then my best intentions may still lead me to a place that's not where God wants me to be. Yeah. Because, I mean, what does it say? It says that the the path to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm. Not bad intentions, but good intentions. Mm-hmm. Right. So we, we want to have Holy Spirit-guided yep. intentions. And so, again, if, if you've, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I read my word and I do, you know, I do my devotion every day and, you know, I check the box off, but I'm kind of dry. I really don't feel like anything's happening. Um, I, I would maybe suggest go to Psalms 1, just Psalms 1-1, mm-hmm. and just read it and just sit with it for a second and yeah. let God kind of communicate back to you. That's a that's an example of what Lectio Divina is. So basically this is what Psalm 1-1 says. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. I think that was probably the King James Version. But just sit with that for a minute and say, okay, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, standeth in the way of sinners, sitteth in the seat of the scornful. You know, and just ask, God, what are you trying to communicate back to me? You know, and as a group, like if we were a small group, we could all do that together. We could say, hey, that's what we're going to do this week. And when we get back together, let's talk about what we felt like God kind of communicated to us. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think people will be surprised at how God does if we will seek him, if we will, um, as Doug has started us off with, if we will um, 
give God his, his righteous place and put his word and his spirit in that righteous place. Yeah, yeah. And it's really about connecting with the person of Christ as well. Yes. Jesus said to the Pharisees, you search the scriptures thinking right. that in them you have life, but you refuse to come to me. Right. So really, when we are seeking God, um, it's more than even just reading scripture. Mm-hmm. It's allowing the scripture to speak to us. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the spirit and scripture always coincide. So one way to test if what you're sensing in your spirit is true and from God is right. does it line up with scripture? Because God is never going to contradict himself. Yeah. Right. right. And if the word is alive and it is the word of God and we believe that that's the baseline, right. then it, it will always correspond with what God is communicating with us. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're either coming up with the idea of ourselves or right. we're misinterpreting Scripture, right. which is one of the reasons we want to do that in community. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to add one other thing to that that please. I heard Dallas Willard say <clears throat> one time. He said, "If you know, how, how can you tell if it's the Word of God um, speaking to you or yourself or the enemy? And he said... Um, that the word that comes to you will be the weight of it in and of itself will stand up for itself. Hmm. Whereas if you feel like you're having to fit it into something or you're having to convince yourself that it's true, he said, just take a look at how Satan talked to Eve in the garden. And I thought hmm. that was very interesting. Yeah. And But you're right, Josh, that's what's good about the community is because you, I could come back and say, hey, this is what I feel like God's saying to me, and it really feels good to me, and I think that's what it is, and I'm, I want to be inspired by God's Word and His Spirit, and the two of you might go, eh, no, that doesn't, that sounds off. And, right. and let's, let's come to the table and reason together, and let's see why that, you may want to pause on that or ask God for more clarity. And that's the difference between a healthy, caring community yeah. and... I don't want to be over dramatic, but a mob mentality, really. Mm-hmm. Like a mob mentality is made up of individual opinions. Yes. And everybody gets to have their opinion and you find another group of people who has the same opinion as you and move forward as if that's truth. <laughs> right. Whereas a caring community that is healthy is using, as you said, Gene, mm-hmm. scripture is the baseline. It's yeah. the final authority. And then we hold each other accountable for our interpretation of that. Right. That's good. So one of the questions that we have to ask ourselves is what fruit is in my life that shows I'm inspired by God's word mm. and spirit? In order to do this in a healthy way, we need to evaluate ourselves. We need to continually evaluate ourselves and hold one another accountable. So you have to ask yourself, what fruit is in my life that shows I'm inspired by God? Because If you are inspired by God, his spirit and his word, then that will be reflected in your actions and it will be reflected in your attitude. Mm -hmm. You can't just stay in your own head and your own opinions. This this last week, uh, I got on the scale. This is way too much confession. (laughs) This is too much confession for a podcast, but it seems to fit. It seems to fit. There's a warning here if you're listening. Be careful. And I said, ah. I was trying to lose weight before vacation, and I've gained five pounds. And Gina, my wife, said, well, what were you trying? And I said, I was trying in my head. 
Mm. And she said, well, I think we identified the problem, <laughs> and we can do that. That's good. Yeah. And we do that with Scripture, and we do that with our community. We have good intentions, but our actions don't show that we're following through. So test yourself. What fruit is there? That's good. And what we do in Celebrate Recovery, and you don't have to be in Celebrate Recovery for this to work, but we do something called a daily inventory. Mm-hmm. Every day in Celebrate Recovery, you're supposed to end your day by saying, you know, what did I do today that was godly? What did I do today that was not godly? What did I do that I can celebrate? What did I do that I need to make amends for Mm. or get back on the right track? Mm -hmm. Because we can be oblivious, just like I was in terms of losing weight for vacation. We can be oblivious thinking we're moving in the right direction when we're really moving in the opposite direction. So are we daily asking ourselves that question, what fruit is there? Which branches in my life are healthy Mm -hmm. and which branches in my life need pruning so I can get healthy? And you can really only do that in community because we need to hold each other accountable. And what's good about the fruit part in that question is, like you said about the weight loss, you you could tell everybody, oh, yeah, I'm doing everything. You know, I'm at the gym and I'm eating right and I'm drinking plenty of water. But if that's the case, then something should be showing. Exactly. You know, and I think a lot of times people do this. Well, I I did my quiet time and they want to say, don't judge me. Don't give me a hard time. I read my Bible and I prayed. Mm-hmm. OK, well, where's the fruit? And I'm not saying that in a way where I'm saying you didn't do those things. That's good. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when I used to coach sports, when I used to coach football and basketball, people used to say practice makes perfect. And I would say, no, perfect practice makes perfect. Right. Mm. If you practice poorly or you practice without power, if you practice without knowledge and then say, I just I did it, you know. And I think that's where a lot of people are. That's why a lot of people are frustrated in their walk with the Lord because they're they were taught when they you know came to faith you're supposed to pray and read your Bible. Right. So they read it through in a year, and they tell everybody I, I read the Bible through in a year. But like you're saying, Josh, but where's the the fruit? Because God won't be mocked. We reap what we sow. It doesn't mean that our intentions aren't good, but maybe just maybe we have to do something a little different. And and being in a community is helpful because people can ask you questions to help you take a, a, a look inside and say, yeah, you know what? My quiet time is more of a checklist or my quiet time is rushed. Hmm. You know, as in, you know, like we talked about the, hmm. you know, like what you're talking about, the, um, you know, taking a, an inventory. And it's okay if you take an inventory and you're like, man, I messed up all day. That's okay. You know, you're closer <laughs> to having right. a fruit by saying that than you are, well, let me defend myself. You know, I did everything right. I, you know, don't judge me. I'm doing the best I can. You know, I've had a lot of those conversations. Yes. Yeah, so, and so many of us are not self-aware. Right. You know what I mean? Like we think we think we are, but we're we're not really aware of where we are. And if we don't evaluate that in a purposeful way, yep. we'll never actually see it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we need to ask other people to evaluate us. Yeah. I need to be willing to go up to you, Doug, and say, you know, do you see anything in me right. that is not godly? Mm-hmm. And then be willing to hear your response. Yeah, You know, we need to be able to do that for one another because sometimes we can't evaluate ourselves completely honestly. 
Yeah, because everybody has blind spots. Right. It's true. Right. So there should be fruit. And in a healthy community, we are inspired by God. We are inspired by his word and the spirit. And then we work together to make sure that we're doing that correctly and in a healthy way. And if you need help with that, if you uh, are sitting here thinking, I don't know how to do a daily inventory. I don't know how to evaluate my fruit. Give us a call. There's going to be a phone number at the end of this podcast. And we would love to walk with you in that as we walk together in it as well. So as Doug said, last week we talked about what it means to encourage one another to pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ. This week we've talked about what it means to be inspired by God's word and his spirit in a caring community. Next week, we'll talk about a third component to that, and we hope that you will join us. And we are glad that you're here, and I'm going to close this in prayer. Father God, we are just so grateful that you are patient with us. We're thankful that you give us a community that we can hold one another accountable. And it is our desire to have our motives based on your word and on the spirit, but we're not good at it on our own. So I pray that you would encourage us. You would encourage each person listening. And if there's someone who needs that extra encouragement, that they would reach out to a friend or a group or even to care ministries. Uh, But we praise you and we ask that you would help us to glorify your name in our actions, that you would help us to be inspired by your word and inspired by the spirit that you have put in us. In your name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. If we can be an encouragement for you as you grow in your prayer life, or if you would just like to connect with us at Brookwood Care Ministries, you can call us at 864-688-8355, or you can visit us at brookwoodchurch.org forward slash care.